This is Drew Paxman of the CVHS Olympian. Uh, I'm here with Rowan Williams, the general manager of CV Sand. Thank you so much for doing this again. Oh, no worries. Thank you for having me. So let's start first off. So tell me about how you started working at CV Sand. What interested you towards working at this place and how you got to the position that you're currently at? Sure, sure. So, so firstly, I've been working for CV Sand for 27 years. And I've been the general manager here for about 20 of those years. Prior to coming to CV Sand, I used to work for a consulting engineering firm um, that did um, a lot of roads, bridges, but also had a division that did wastewater work. And when I first came to work for that firm, that I was I was originally working on roads and bridges, uh, and I built a lot of projects down in Southern California. And then I had an opportunity to work on a treatment plant project up here in the north uh, in the Northern California area in South San Francisco. Uh, and then I really found that I really enjoyed that work. Building roads, while they're important, um, in some in some manner feels like a devil's bargain. You know, you're putting more cars on the road because you're building bigger roads um, when really we should be trying to get people kind of out of cars uh, in a lot of occasions. And, and of course, 27 years ago, there weren't a lot of options for electric vehicles. So we're talking about gas guzzling, you know, polluting type vehicles. Uh, but when I got into the wastewater field, the, one of the things I found uh, really um, satisfying to me was we collect water from all the houses and businesses within a community, take those to a treatment plant, uh, where they're they're cleaned up, that water is cleaned up and then discharged back into a local water body, in this case, the San Francisco Bay, um, where it's clean um, and then can be, you know, basically reused in part of the hydrologic cycle, Go, you know, gets evaporated back in the clouds, goes back uh, in the form of rain, and then we get to use it again. And that felt very um, essential and, and environmental. And so that really spoke to me as something that is important. And here I am 27 years later. <laughs> it's quite a journey. Uh, you mentioned you worked on some projects in Southern California, like any specific ones that stood out to you or that you think have carried with you to this day in your current position? So if you kind of see over my shoulder that way, there's a there's a, a little um, commemorative uh, lithograph that was given to me for a project I worked on and it, it's the it's the South Coast uh, Highway, and it's a highway from uh, Costa Mesa all the way down to Laguna Beach. It was a project to basically connect Laguna Beach into the 405, so that then you could um, go from there wherever you wanted to go in Southern California. And that project was was really special to me because while again we were building a road, one of the things that was uh, important was there were some uh, this this new road was cutting through an area uh, where there were some salamanders, there were some uh, um, protected frogs and burrowing owls. So part of the project, we had to build in environmental elements to allow those creatures to continue to live in this area, uh, to either migrate through the area or to have areas to burrow. So we had to build what was called mitigation areas so that the, the local fauna would be able to continue to thrive while there was also being a road built. So it was a really fun project uh, for me. Uh, but again, it started to it started to identify that uh, 
when we're when we're doing big projects or doing anything that's improving the the life and health of human beings, we really also need thinking about the planet and all the creatures that live on the planet. So I heard that CV Sin was deciding to relocate and is built or is in the process of building a new location. And could you explain why CV Sin originally decided to do this and what they hope to you guys hope to accomplish with this relocation? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for that question, Drew. So we're here on Marshall Street, uh, right at the corner, near the corner of Marshall and Castro Valley Boulevard, right right near Rite Aid. And I actually built this building back in the late 90s. At that time, our staff was quite a bit smaller. Our staff has grown, probably almost doubled in size since then. The big drivers for the growth have been both, so as you know, we provide wastewater services and solid waste services, which we call zero waste service. Uh, there's been increased regulatory requirements on put on us by the EPA, Cal EPA and and just how uh, business has to be conducted. So because of that, uh, we've had to bring on more staff, more engineers, more environmental studies folks, um, and just and just it, the the operation has gotten larger. And so uh, about 2010, we had to start renting space uh, in the village. So we have a separate office there. We have these offices here. Then we have some other offices over at. Um, over at the uh, uh, the village. Uh, we also have had to utilize other places to store materials and equipment. We actually had started to rent some some material uh, across the street from us at the at the rental place. And so all those things make us really inefficient and start making our cost to deliver services uh, higher. Um, and so at that point, we started looking around for property and that's when we bought the the property at the corner of Center Street and Castle Valley Boulevard, just around the corner, which is about four times the size of this site here. And so what we're actually going to be doing is building a building there that we firstly can bring all of our uh, personnel back together under one under one roof. So uh, and of course, that is really good for efficiency, having everybody together. Uh, as opposed to having people kind of spread out all over town, plus bringing all of our materials and equipment and everything back to that one location uh, so that we can be much more effective in delivering services to the community. Uh, the building we're building uh, is gonna have a, a service life of like 80 years. So this project will be serving the community well into the future. So will this will be the only like central location for CVSAM. There won't be those offices in the village or by Rite Aid anymore. So this would be the only location is what you're saying? That's absolutely correct. Yeah, we would basically eliminate all those other locations that we're using for what I just described, and we'd all be at one location back at at the new at the new site at Center Street. How do you think this relocation? You kind of already answered this, but benefit the community at large. Well, um, I think firstly, this is what our building is going to look like pretty much when it when it's when it's built, right? So if you if you know what that corner looks like now, it's just there's two or three kind of old buildings, you know, no landscaping, it's just kind of dirt. So I think the first thing that our building is gonna do is, is really beautify a corner that has really been neglected for the last 50 years. Um, and so people are really excited about that. One of the things that's happening right out front is that this is gonna be a demonstration garden. It's gonna be all drought tolerant vegetation and, and plants. And it's also gonna be something that the community can come and interact whenever they want to. You know, there'll be benches, there'll be uh, places to sit and just kind of enjoy. Plus they'll have 
will have interpretive signs that tell you about the different types of vegetation that, that maybe folks can then go take and plant in their own gardens or yards. Because as you know, uh, it's hot right now, we're in a drought. And so one of the things that we can really do to help conserve water is to, to kind of remove non-native plants that usually require a lot of water because they're not, they're not, um, they're not endemic to this area. And so we've got to do a lot of things artificial to have them grow. So uh, showing, you know, having a, you know, creating a very nice public space for the community and then having a really nice building uh, on that corner, I think it's just really going to enhance the corner there. And then, like we said, I think this building is going to provide service for the community that's going to be efficient and, you know, serve the community at even a higher level than we are right now. So moving away from the new building for a second, what would you define as CV Sands primary goals in general or for the future? I think our primary goal is um, to continue to do the good work that we're doing in terms of so at, at our core, what is our what is our core is to, you know, we kind of say this on the wastewater side, it's to collect all the wastewater from each and every house and business in Castro Valley, convey it to the treatment plant, treat it and discharge without spilling a drop. And we do that every day, all day. And that's really important because what we believe is once people don't really have to think too much about their wastewater service, they just use the facilities and don't really think about it. Also on the on the solid waste side that we um, are collecting the waste that we all roll out to the curb once a week. Uh, and that's done in a very efficient manner. And that's kind of what we do at a core. But it's more than that. The other thing that we do is we want to make sure that people understand that we don't have to throw away or use as much water as we do now, that we can make really good choices about what are the things that we buy in the first place. That's the zero waste me uh, messaging and theme, right? Like only buy what you need and buy and think about the packaging Think about the food that you buy, buy food that you're not going to waste, that you're going to eat, and only use the water and the resources that you really need. Once we really can start to do that, we're going to reduce the demand on our system and on our planet for those vital resources. And then the last thing is that uh, we take the food waste, we turn that into compost. And that compost is then utilized on, on gardens, on lawns, and even at farms. The wastewater that we're producing now, we we foresee in the future that the majority of that will be recycled and will be used back in the community in a, in a meaningful way. Just like a, around a week or so ago, Joe Biden recently just signed the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which included a large climate bill. What are your general thoughts on this bill's passing and in your opinion, how it will affect our local community and those goals that you just kind of talked about? Oh, that's a great question. And you know, we we track a lot of that our, ourselves. One of the one of the aspects, you know, both at the state and and the federal level, is a lot about um, electrification. And so we're really interested in how we might be able to um, provide. Firstly, you know, we our fleet is mainly all either gas or hybrid vehicles right now. And so now one of the questions that we're asking ourselves, firstly, to see if we might qualify for some of the funding is where can we start moving towards electric vehicles? Also, uh, our new facility is going to have, you know, uh, plug-in stations uh, that will we'll have some that'll be available to the public. 
uh, to use. And then we'll have some uh, in anticipation of us bringing in more electric vehicles into our fleet wherever we wherever we think we can find uh, the, the appropriate vehicles to do that. So we think that's one aspect that we think is really important. Uh, and then the other aspect is talking about what we kind of what we've already been talking about, water conservation, water reuse, and you know, the wastewater that we treat at the end at the end of that process is is literally cleaner than the water in the bay. And and that that water can be utilized for at the very least groundwater recharge um, to recharge our aquifer. It can be used in for indirect potable water, which is stuff you use for like, you know, greens, like landscaping or greenscape uh, all the way up to and, you know, hold your hat. But for for potable uh, reuse, which is um, where you actually use um, treated uh, wastewater that's been completely treated that can be used the same way you would use potable water. Um, and there's a lot of places in in the state that are already doing that with with great success. Uh, San Diego is one of them. And so it's uh, I think that's the future, particularly nobody's going away from California, um, but we do anticipate that we're going to have less water that we're going to be getting from the Sierras in the future. Speaking of water, um, there's um, been a lot of talk of droughts lately. The Rhine River kind of ships not being able to go mm-hmm. there because of there's like a lower water level. And on a local level, reporting this as as of um, September 10th at 2.20, and the day before just reached highs of 106 degrees. And there was an alert yesterday about making sure that everybody conserves their power for the next few hours to, so that there wasn't a statewide blackout. And mm-hmm. I kind of just want to get your general thoughts on that and the correlation between specifically heat and power, especially as we go towards this potential of hot weather being more current and linear in our future, I guess. Yeah, you know, that those are some really big issues. I will say that's not my area of expertise, mm-hmm. um, but definitely it has been uh, hotter here than I remember. And and uh, there definitely have been some record-setting heat in the area. And it's not it's not just the heat, it's it's how we interact with it. So um, when we were getting those alerts yesterday, we were eclipsing 50,000 megawatts as a state, right? And our and and basically we have a cap of 56,000 megawatts. So once it went over 50,000 megawatts, it started to send out those alerts, and and people responded, which um, I was really encouraged by. And so I do think that the planet will continue to to be hot. And I think what we're going to have to do is figure out how to be smarter in living with a planet that's hotter than it's been in the past. And so I think that means uh, that we are going to have to think about how we use our um, infrastructure uh, so that it can be sustainable. Uh, And then I know there's a lot of smart people that are trying to figure out how to be more, have efficient, more delivery of efficient energy, you know, and there's, there's a lot of work being done in that area. So I I think there's, it's multi-pronged. Firstly, I think it's going to continue to be warmer, hopefully not as warm as it's been, but it's going to continue to be warmer than it's been. Uh, We're going to have to figure out how to uh, be more prudent with how we use the the infrastructure that we have 
And then I and I think even you had mentioned the Biden bill, which has a lot of money in it for emerging technologies that uh, may help us uh, find other ways of deriving energy for our country. What advice in general would you give to the average citizen um, regarding recycling or utilizing renewable energy sources to help CVSAN reach the goals that you've really been talking about throughout this whole interview? You know, I think the 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 the, the one of the things that we thematically do at CVSAN is really talk about the notion that it it takes all of us and we are we all have decisions that we need to make you know again going back to the zero the concept of zero waste we all have decisions that we need to make every time we purchase something every time we consume something that if each one of us take our our little corner of the world and makes that little difference and if we all do that it will it will make big differences on our planet uh, for the future so you know, the difference between putting food waste in your green cart as opposed to putting it in your garbage can is just, you know, if you got them sitting next to you, it's two feet difference, right? But it's profoundly different when you put those that food waste in the green waste, which then can be composted and have a beneficial use as opposed to putting it in your garbage can, which just finds its way to the landfill. And if each of us can think about this notion that if we all just make really good small decisions, they'll they'll add up over, over time and with the accumulation of all of us together. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Um, thank you, Drew. Really good stuff.